Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Yeah, with Primetime and Bharati Jagdish with Market View. Now, the Singapore economy expanded by 3.7% year on year with an uplift from the manufacturing, finance, insurance and professional services sectors. The Ministry of Trade and Industry has kept its full year growth forecast of between 3 and 5%, but added that the print is likely to come in at the lower half of the forecast range. It said the external demand outlook has weakened compared to three months ago. Key downside risks, of course, include the ongoing Russian war in Ukraine and the potential escalation of the conflict, deterioration of the COVID-19 pandemic, as well as the possibility of faster-than-expected monetary policy tightening in advanced economies. A lot to think about. So economist at CIMB Private Banking, Song Sing-Wun, joins us to discuss the implications. Hi, Sing-Wun. Hello, everybody. Good evening from the other island, the Penang side, you know, where I'm on the chicken run and also getting an update on the tech sector outlook as well. As for right. makan and for chicken and tech outlook at the same Well, I think the chicken issue is a big one. And we know that because of disease infection, weather conditions, the rising costs of chicken feed, all of these have led to a chicken shortage, a rise in chicken prices in Malaysia, and hence that export mm. ban, right? Singaporeans mm, also indeed. worried they won't be able to get their chicken rice. What is clear, saying one, is that inflation is clearly hitting us in more ways than one. Indeed. So while you were on your chicken run or hunt in Malaysia, Singapore's first quarter GDP figures came in, no doubt taking into account some of those headwinds that are apparent in the chicken situation. Supply shortages, disruptions, inflation. What do you make of all of this, saying one? Which is also the reason why I'm in Penang, so not just to see friends and clients, also to feel the pulse of the tech sector. Very important for the Penang economy, Malaysia, and Malaysian exports as well. Certainly the feedback so far, I mean, earlier the data that you mentioned, Q1, that's all history now. One more interested in, obviously, the orders, what we are seeing and experiencing for all the reasons that we'll talk about uh, in Q2 and beyond. Mm. I must say, there is still encouraging sign on the orders flow side, despite the headwind. So I think uh, for Singapore, Q2, uh, the external demand situation still remains resilient. Yes, there's still headwind coming, but order flows, certainly businesses are you know, dealing with higher costs. But for Singapore, I think the easing in restriction will definitely bring a bit more growth and activities to industries, which has certainly been more affected by the restriction. So I'm still fairly positive that we could still get growth uh, in the second quarter, even despite the higher base of comparison on year, but certainly sequentially there will be growth. So I'm still okay with the growth forecast and outlook uh, for the first half of the year. Mm. But second half, yes, I think uh, we all remain fingers crossed with regard to the challenges coming from just the worry that tightening uh, interest rate front, liquidity being taken away, inflation concern and may hit consumption activities and then see a more marked slowdown in economic activities in the second half. But for now, I think we're still fingers fingers Mm. crossed. Why are you so optimistic Mm. about second quarter GDP growth? Mm, Well, again, I mean, uh, we are already like nearly June Mm. and businesses that I just talked to, certainly when I'm here, are still seeing, you know, uh, a fairly firm orders. Certainly in, on the labor market uh, side, businesses, the big firm we are talking about, uh, many of the large tech in, in, in companies over here, um, they're still hiring. And, you know, uh, 
labour market. And, and same problem that we're seeing still in Singapore. They're still looking for people, hard to find people. Uh, skills remains, I think, that the labour market condition from space. Uh, and as I, even with the easing restriction, there are also more Singaporeans on the plane coming here as well. It certainly suggests that for now, there's still more upside, certainly for the second quarter, but obviously things may still change. But I'm still optimistic for now uh, in terms of outlook for the tech and tech exports, um, the easing restriction leading to just the hospitality, the service producing industry likely to provide more upside despite the challenges coming from high costs, high inflation, high borrowing, uh, and obviously persistent supply disruption. Mm. Of course, the ministry Mm. did flag a softer outlook for some of these Mm. other sectors, such as chemicals, uh, wholesale trade, water transport. All Mm. of these are outward-oriented sectors, aren't Mm. they? They are Mm. talking about a weakening Mm. in terms of external demand. What are Mm. you projecting Mm. for some of these sectors? For now, I'm still holding my forecast primarily because I haven't seen a change in behavior yet. So we may have to essentially continue to monitor the pulse of activities on the ground. Uh, so uh, that's all we can say for now. But certainly, uh, people are you know, still able to take the higher costs and higher prices, mostly in strike, um, which is good. And, and this is what we're talking about as we head into, uh, I suppose, uh, the the end of the, the well, we are almost in the middle of the year and heading into the second half of the year. So they could still see some resilience. Certainly at the beginning of the second half, the question again as we go further down the road because there's still worry on the front of China and mm. to what extent supply disruption can continue to add on to cost side or to what extent U.S. consumers start to pull back consumption because rates are going up, interest rate tightening, liquidity tightening, inflation and cost of living uh, certainly will become much more of an issue going into the second half of the year. So all these things will be playing out and a lot will depend on the psychology of the people at that point, mm-hmm. the money in the pocket, to what extent they still feel gainfully employed or are businesses starting to roll back on expansion and hiring plan. Mm-hmm. So uh, it will become very sensitive as we head into the second half of the year where Seasonally, the festive demand should be very supportive of many industries as we open up. But this time around, for the first time in many years, they are going to be facing with significantly higher cost of living that may challenge them in mm. terms of what they're comfortable with spending. So the mm. behavioral economics becomes very interesting, I think, at that point in time. We'll talk a little bit more about inflation in just a moment. But considering all the key downside risks that we have mentioned time and again, the Russian war in mm. Ukraine, COVID-19, yeah, yeah. lockdowns in China, mm. what mm. should be done at this point to mitigate the risks moving forward? I suppose... We have to bear in mind, we are in an environment where the cost of borrowing has gone up, so it is really about then watching the downside and the impact of slower growth on households' balance sheet, to what extent cost of living will become more of an issue for, so, for those who are more vulnerable. I think the good thing for Singapore is because policymakers have been watching out for all these parameters uh, over the years and had done quite a bit on the leveraging, whether it's on the credit card side or whether it's on, on housing cycle. I think we are in a better position than many other countries. Uh, but obviously, uh, what is outside of control is really about cost of living 
uh, in terms of whether it is can find chicken or not, or whether mm-hmm. cooking oil costs twice as much as, as before, mm. or whether wheat prices are going to go up, and, and, and etc. as well. So essentially, it's really about ensuring that we have adequate supply, that even though cost of living has gone up, we still are able to have the, the resources to stock up the shelf and the supermarket or the wet market. And then on the flip side, concentrating uh, resource on help for those vulnerable ones who mm. obviously will be far more impacted by the significantly higher costs, whether it's uh, chicken for the next, I don't know how long, or cooking oil uh, for a, such a persistent period of time. Some economists are saying that this whole state of affairs might prompt the government to step in with even more fiscal and monetary policy measures and maybe, like mm. you said, more targeted measures to help lower-income mm. households mm. and businesses too, perhaps. Where do you stand mm. on this? Is this something that really is needed at this point? Well, I think it will be targeted. Again, coming back to, to, to the situation uh, that is unfolding as far as the poultry business is concerned, certainly we will be knowing and seeing that some storeholder who are, you know, chicken rice, for instance, if you don't get chicken rice, uh, sorry, uh, fresh chicken, uh, you and I, are, are we receptive to frozen chicken or chilled chicken? Probably not. Taste is different, but we might get our mind around that if we want to eat chicken uh, and chicken rice. So it's a case of very targeted help in this particular instance. But going forward, if the cost of living uh, continues to remain high, and remember the last set of uh, help which was was given out was during the budget period, where you know we had projected higher prices, but not as high as what we're currently seeing. And this is where perhaps there may be more targeted help coming up soon once uh, we come to uh, the, the realization that you know. Uh, certainly things have increased a lot more than what they have focused on before. So I would say still be very much of a targeted help to the vulnerable segment of society where it becomes far more challenging. For the rest, I think because uh, labor market condition remains supportive, the opening up of uh, businesses and economies and easing restrictions has led to more businesses coming back on their feet. I think it's less of a challenge. It's really finding labor then that becomes more important for mm. these areas and these businesses. So for them, it is still knocking on the door of the MOM, Ministry of Manpower, about you know getting uh, foreign workers in, Malaysian workers are coming in, but it is not as easy to hire workers today as pre-pandemic, for instance. So all these things are still playing out, which is, I suppose, good mm. when you have problems trying to find good workers uh, rather than having layoff workers to different sets of issues and problem altogether. What are the options available mm. to businesses at this point to safeguard themselves, to continue growing and recovering amid all of this uncertainty and volatility? And of course, I the manpower really, crunch as well. Yeah, I think this is where it gets challenging because while you are currently still experiencing growth and expansion, you're also mindful that with even the government flagging slower growth as a result of just all the issues that we are talking about, and demand uh, outside of Singapore perhaps slowing, though it has slowed, um, but we haven't seen it significantly affecting Singapore's key exports, in particular the tax space yet. Uh, then it becomes a case of how far forward does the business uh, and, 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 and those individuals or either uh, owners or, or companies have a, an outlook for whether it's three months, six months, and whether they need to expand in an environment where, though they currently see 
demand, but there is that uncertainty that there could be a brief recession because inflation take the, the the heat of demand at some point in time. Not I think this year, but perhaps going into next year. So to expand or not really depends on I think individual businesses and whether they have the business plan or whether they want to sit through and just see how you know uh, they deal with costs and whether the demand situation on the ground requires them to still be able to expand, but they can quickly roll back should the underlying demand condition changes. So all these things, I think, varies from businesses to businesses. All we can say at this point is it's still okay now. People are spending. Maybe it's due to revenge spending, as mm. borders and restrictions are eased. But we do flag the risk that demand can cool off very quickly if inflation, interest rate, liquidity all you know, uh, comes into play to curb consumption and spending. All right. Thank you so much, Seng Won, for joining us today. Song Seng Won, enjoy your chicken run. He is indeed, a... <laughs> indeed. I'll take a picture and send to you of the live chickens I'm going to be you know, hunting down very soon. What picture? <laughs> you must bring back a few, okay? Okay, okay, okay. I go on. <laughs> Song Seng Won, the economist at CIMB Private Banking. Have a good one, Seng Won, and thanks for joining us again. Before acting on the information on Money FM. Please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.